a spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by well, Mookie Betts. For Taylor, who makes a diving catch. And I ain't even need to help. You got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Drive all the left and deep. And the This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you're doing well on this Tuesday night. Your Los Angeles Dodgers, 103 wins on this season. Your 2022 NL West champions, they rallied to beat the Diamondbacks in the first game today. Tonight, the night portion of the day-night doubleheader. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, Tyler Anderson will get the start tonight for the Blue. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 7:10. Coming up over the next 60 minutes, we got a lot to get to before first pitch. We're going to hear from manager Dave Roberts. We're going to dive deeper into this pitching matchup tonight. In 30 minutes, your chance to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain, the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. David Vasse is going to sit down with Andrew Freeman, who joined him on Dodger Talk in between games, taking your phone calls. That was a lot of fun. Kirsten Watson will stop by shortly. In just a couple of minutes, we'll send it out to the booth and get the thoughts from Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Well, in game one today, it wasn't pretty, but the Dodgers prevailed in the end. Michael Grove got the start. The young right-hander went five innings, pitched well. He gave up five runs on nine hits while striking out seven along the way. Only three of those runs were earned, by the way, as the Dodgers' defense well, it didn't really help him out too much. The Dodgers actually jumped out to the early one nothing lead in the first. Trey Thompson, a sack fly, scoring Freddie Freeman. Dodgers up one to nothing. The Diamondbacks, though, answered back with a run in the second, a run in the third, a run in the fourth, and then two in the fifth as they took a 5-1 lead. The Dodgers' offense was getting runners on. They just couldn't get that big hit when they needed it. They had the bases loaded with one out and couldn't do anything with that. They were a 1-for-11 with runners in scoring position as they trailed 5-1 going to the bottom of the eighth. That's when things changed. Miguel Vargas led off the inning with the single to right center. Next batter, Austin Barnes. 43 of them. There's a shot to left field, and they're on their way. A two-run home run for Austin Barnes, who's three for four this afternoon. And now it's a five-to-three game. Barnes' eighth home run of the season. He has knocked in 25, and the Dodgers are right back in it. Two-run home run for Barnes. He Dodgers down 5-3. to three. Hanser Alberto got aboard on a throwing air. Freddie Freeman, Justin Turner drew back-to-back walks. That lowered the bases. Nobody out. Dodgers down two. Will Smith pinch hitting. He's singled to center. That scored a run. Dodgers all move up a base. Dodgers were up. We're down 5-4. to four. Next batter, Trace Thompson with an infield single. That scored Freeman. Runners moved up. That tied the game at 5. Three batters later, bases were loaded. Two outs. Miguel Vargas batting for the second time in the inning. The 0-1, Vargas. 
Ground ball in the hole. Off the glove of Rojas. Everybody safe. In to score is Justin Turner, and the Dodgers take a 6-5 lead on a five-run bottom half of the eighth inning. Miguel Vargas with the infield single. That's the top-tier play of the game. Brought to you by Arco. Quality top-tier gas for less. Dodgers sent 11 batters to the plate in what was a five-run eighth inning. They take the lead 6-5. to five. The top of the ninth belonged to Chris Martin, who closed it out for the win. The Dodgers come from behind to get the victory. Ryan Pepio win three innings of relief to get the victory. Chris Martin the save. Dodgers have now won five straight, and they've beaten the Snakes 20 of the last 21 times at Dodgers Stadium. The win was number 103 on this season. They're now three shy of tying the franchise record for wins in the season. Four from breaking the record. It's a quick turnaround. Only a couple of hours between games. Tonight, the night portion of the day-night doubleheader. Tyler Anderson on the mound. First pitch at 7-10. And with more, we welcome in Rick Monday and Charlie Stoner, guys. All right, Tim, the Dodgers with a thrilling come-from-behind win, scoring five in the bottom of the eighth this afternoon in the opener of this day-night doubleheader. Winning at 6-5, they enter play tonight with an historic run. They're at 103-44. and 44. They won five in a row, 9 of 11, 15 of 21, 22 of 31, on and on it goes. Against Arizona this season, they are 13-3, and, and they have doubled the score on the D-backs this year in head-to-head competition, 88-44. to 44. And it took a while for the Dodger offense to get going, Mo. It was in the bottom half of the eighth, and... They lead the majors, oh, by the way, in comeback victories. And for the Dodgers today, that was their 44th. They come from behind, but they also, how many times have we said, if you're playing against good teams, you cannot make a mistake. And unfortunately for Arizona, they made a mistake, a big error in that eighth inning. And then a couple of walks after the error was made, the Dodgers took advantage of it. And really, you start to look at top to bottom. Well, first of all, Justin Turner has been red hot. He had three hits and four bats. He also drew the walk, so he was on base a lot. Freddie Freeman went one for three, had a couple of walks in the ballgame as well. And I think uh, if you look at confidence, Miguel Vargas actually delivered the big base hit that knocked in the go-ahead run. He had a couple of base hits in today's ballgame playing in left field. Left field is a new experience for him to begin with. And you get a young player up here that starts to feel good about themselves and then has some results. That is, is really a kind of a gold star day. How about Austin Barnes? Yeah, I mean, he's been uh, absolutely terrific. I mentioned earlier that if you look at Austin Barnes and what he has done in six games in the month of September, hitting well over 400, he was three hits in the ball game. The big blast that really got it going after the leadoff single by Vargas in the eighth inning for Barnes hit a, a big home run. The two-run blast also knocked in a run. Also, uh, if you start to look at some of the other games in recent memories, and for him to do the job that he did behind the plate with some guys trying to gain some experience as well, well-rounded ball game. And on to close the door was Chris Martin, who has been nothing short of sensational since coming over from the Cubs at the All-Star break. One inning, struck out two. He hasn't walked a batter all year. He threw eight pitches, seven for strikes. We talk about and hear about a lot. Command of the strike zone. He did exactly that. I mean, his his pitches were exactly where the target was being put up. 
by Austin Barnes. He struck out the two batters, and he didn't take any prisoners at all. He came on. The first batter, 0-2, struck him out. Second batter, 0-2. Oh, by the way, he missed on a pitch, struck him out on a 1-2 pitch, and then get Walker for the final out of the ballgame on the initial pitch and that at bat as well. And with the win this afternoon, the Dodgers now at 103-44. 15 games remain. They are on a pace to win 114 games. How about that? Tyler Anderson and Trey Jamison are the starters for the second game of this day-night doubleheader. We'll attend to them a little later on in the hour, Tim. All right, thanks a lot, guys. We're off and running here on Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck. Coming up, we'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. His thoughts in between games. We'll check in with David Vasse, who had Andrew Freeman on Dodger Talk. A lot of fun taking phone calls from Dodger fans. You'll hit a little bit of that coming up. We'll break down this pitching matchup. Your chance to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. Up next, though, Kirsten Watson will stop by. We're leading up to first pitch, the night portion of the day-night doubleheader, Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Thanks for being with us. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Here she is, Sabina Mora. All right, Tim, Dodgers game day traffic, the doubleheader, and let's go northbound on the 110 and see what's happening getting to the stadium. There was a problem right at Vernon with the crash there, moving that to the right shoulder, but a lot of congestion on the 110 northbound to the stadium way off-ramp. Uh, southbound traffic on the 110 uh, through from Pasadena to Highland Park. Kind of quiet, so not too bad if you're going that route uh, to Stadium Way. Now the 2 southbound to the 5, congested but no crashes. And traffic still busy out of Burbank on the 5 southbound uh, to Riverside Drive. That's your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Sabina Mora. Thanks, Sabina. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Game two of this doubleheader, Tyler Anderson and Dre Jamison, the pitching matchup. First pitch at 7-10. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. Kirsten now joins us before game two of this day-night doubleheader, Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Kirsten, the Dodgers end up with the W in game one. Wasn't pretty, though. Was not the prettiest of games, honestly, from either side. Um, from the Dodgers' standpoint, look, those guys, when we're talking to the guys, that they came out a little flat, and as much as, um, you know, when Dave was talking to us, he would not necessarily point to an earlier start time or anything like that. Mm-hmm. A few of the guys did say, you know, things just kind of felt a little weird at the beginning. They were able to come into themselves, and there in that eighth inning, they were able to turn things around because as a team and really as an organization, they, they just don't give up. They have that mentality. They have that fight in them, and I think we saw that play out when they did turn things around. Austin Barnes had a fantastic game. Um, and he really pointed to Michael Grove as well as Ryan Pepio, uh, just saying that specifically with Grove that the numbers didn't necessarily point to how good he was today. And um, you know he said that he felt bad that as a defense we weren't a- or not we they weren't able to kind of um, stand behind him. But ultimately they pulled out the win and it's all that matters. But it's a tough one. Um, but they made it work. Yep. They found a way. It's this team, I feel like they always do. You know, you, you count them out. One second, you're like, oh, just kidding. No, they're fine. Here's a win. Let's do this. Speaking of fine, Trey Turner is fine after a little bit of a, uh, well, he got banged up in the first game. Yeah, he kind of got, like, drilled in the back um, on a throw from the outfield. And so 
He came out of the game. They said that it was just a precautionary thing. Obviously, you want to just be mindful. It's late in the season with every guy on this team. The most important thing is staying healthy. So they brought him out. Uh, the original plan, no matter what, is that he would be playing the second game. He is going right back out there, so he is just fine. Uh, so just removing him was truly all precautionary from the Dodgers' side. Kirsten Justin Turner is red hot at the plate and at third base, designated hitter. He's a very fashionable guy as well, isn't he? Yeah, so I, I'm sure a lot of people might have noticed it, but uh, whether it was under his jersey or kind of just like his like headband, uh, he had some yellow accents on today. So that is for, for Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And then he's actually wearing custom cleats. So in the first game, he had a pair that was created by a young girl. She designed them, colored them. They, she, he sent like a, a um, blank canvas, basically, of a cleat, and they got to color them. So he wore those in the first game and then had them authenticated, uh, as well as his jersey afterwards. And in the second game, he's wearing another pair from a young boy uh, named uh, Arthur. So it's for him, this is just something that's really special. He goes to Children's Hospital L.A., uh, often, you know, these are young kids who are, are battling um, life-threatening illnesses and they don't get the chance to come out to Dodger Stadium and to have these experiences that other young children get to have. And so for him, this is a really special way for him and his wife, Courtney, to be involved and to make these, these kids feel like they can be here. And so for him to wear these cleats on the field, it, it means everything to him. And uh, I, I think this just all kind of points to... You know, we all know how wonderful Justin Turner is, but it's these little things that he does that, you know, not everyone thinks of that really just kind of bring him to the next level when it comes to the community, but also a really special way to get children involved who just can't be here at the moment. So look out for his cleats tonight. He had a really cool pair this morning. Uh, and so there will be a second pair this afternoon. So you'll have to let me know what you think about the designs because I think they're pretty impressive, I must say. Pretty good. That's why he's the best in the business. Still to come here on Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Thank you, Kirsten. We'll check in with you after the game. We'll preview tonight's pitching matchup when we come back. Plus, we'll hear from Andrew Freeman, who caught up with David Vasse in between games. We'll get you an injury report, and we'll get the pregame thoughts of manager Dave Roberts. It's the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Game two of this doubleheader. First pitch at 710. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Diamondbacks leading up to first pitch. Tyler Anderson, Dre Jamison, the pitching matchup in the night portion of this day night doubleheader. First pitch at 710. The LA Dodgers injury report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner, the Los Angeles Dodgers, Blake Trinan, working his way back off the IL. Could be activated as early as Thursday. David Price on the IL with the left wrist inflammation. Tony Gonsolin threw a bullpen session yesterday. He's progressing as is Bruce Gratterall, who threw a sim game. Yancey Almonte is in AAA Oklahoma City, as is Victor Gonzalez, who is back throwing again after having a setback. Danny Duffy looks like he is done for the season. Kevin Pillar is in Oklahoma City trying to work his way back to the major leagues after having shoulder surgery. In between games, the manager Dave Roberts talked to the media. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think other questions for Dave. Dave, can you just describe? Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. And Dave Christians, how's Trey Turner doing? Um, I think he's fine. It was more precautionary. Um, I'm not sure where he got hit, um, but, uh, you know, just a little sort of collision, so I just felt it was the best. He's going to play the second game, just get him out of there and get hands for a couple of bats. When it comes to this team, 
honestly, when you look at everything I've been told about the seven bedroom, what was happening there, how did you see them just kind of flip the switch, turn things around, and really find a way to pull out the win tonight? Um, I, I think it was just uh, they gave us extra outs. Um, we sort of hung in there. Um, we, we pretty much did everything we could to give them the game, and uh, they just gave us extra outs. And Austin had a big day at the plate. Uh, I thought uh, Michael threw a lot better than the line score. Um, and uh, I thought Ryan kind of got through that first inning and, and got better in those next two. Um, but they just kind of let us hang around. And then we got some big at-bats and, uh, you know, won a ball game. And having Chris close it out with really good stuff, um, you know, capped it off. What do you think of the start No, 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 no. Um, we had, I don't think we were flat. I thought we, uh, we got Gallant, or got Gallant. We got uh, Davies out early, ran the pitch count up. I thought we took good at-bats. There were some key at-bats that we couldn't, um, put up a crooked number, um, and then outside of that, just a couple plays we just didn't make. I wouldn't say we're flat, though. All right, there's Dave Roberts in between games. Brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit alignmenthealthplan.com today. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with David Vasse. Leads up to first pitch. The night portion of the day-night doubleheader. Dodgers won the first one in 6-5, to five, coming back with five runs in the eighth inning to win it. Tonight, first pitch, 7-10. I'm Tim Cates, this is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Game two, this day night doubleheader. Dodgers won the first one 6-5 with a five-run eighth inning. Tyler Anderson, Dre Jameson, the pitching matchup tonight. First pitch at 7-10. <laughs> Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on Deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger insider, David Bassett. All right, Dave, that first game seemed like the Dodgers got a good outing from Michael Grove. Not a lot of help on defense, offense. Just kind of was there for seven innings. And then the eighth, eh, all right, we'll put it into gear and score some runs. Yeah, they were opportunistic with that left side of the Diamondbacks infield to be able to come back and score those five runs. But I really thought the spark was Austin Barnes, a two-run home run at a point in time where the game was starting to slip away. It was 5-1 to one. without that two-run home run. They don't come back and win that game. So I would credit Barnes for sparking that comeback. And quite honestly, Tim, you know, you heard the players say it after the game. Andrew Friedman, who you're going to hear from again, said he saw it. They were flat mm -hmm. for a doubleheader for a team that's won the NL West after a night game last night. They were flat until that eighth inning. And it kind of just shows if anybody's concerned that these guys are just going to mail it in for the final 15, 16 games of the season. Uh, that's not the case at all. Couldn't be farther from the truth after Trey Turner was taken out of that game after getting hit by a throw from Miguel Vargas. He's back in the starting lineup, as is Freddie Freeman, who refused to take any one of these two <laughs> games off. So I have no concerns about where this team's head's at. Dave, in the first game, Michael Grove, Ryan Pepio gave him eight innings. Pepio with his three shutout innings, kept keeping him in the game. You can't say enough about what those two guys did in a doubleheader and saving the arms for the second game and for the next part of the homestand. Yeah, Michael Grove now back-to-back -back starts when the Dodgers needed him to go five innings. Does it 
Five innings, seven strikeouts, limited damage, and he had his curveball working for him, that classic 12-6 curveball. He got seven swings and misses on that curveball, so he did his job, as did Ryan Pepio. He was finding it to a tough challenge mm-hmm. to throw strikes, but he was able to hang in there for three innings, and then Chris Martin came in for the second save of the year. So uh, can't underscore that. Great point, Tim, to spotlight those two young men that did the job they were called up to do, and that's eat innings and save that bullpen. Dave is brought to you by Ford. Truck month is here. Get behind the wheel of a Ford F-150 truck and get after it with an available interior work surface. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. Sad news, Dave. We learned this morning the passing of Maury Wills last night at his home in Arizona at the age of 89. Yeah, and the Dodgers honored him before the first game of the doubleheader. They will do so again before the second game of the doubleheader, and rightfully so. They will honor Maury Wills the rest of the season. Not only do they have a patch honoring Vince Scully on the left side of their jersey, but now they will have a number 30 patch to commemorate the life of Maury Wills, who passed away at 89, 1962 MVP, multi-time All-Star, and just meant so much to this organization and to this city. And here was Maury when I caught up with him as he was being saluted in September of 2017 here at Dodger Stadium. Uh, Everybody loves you here at Dodger Stadium. How does it make you feel that you're as popular as you were back in 1962? That's always a great feeling, David, to be remembered uh, in a good way at that. And I played the very first game in Dodger Stadium in 1962. I remember 65, 70,000 fans when I got on first base chanting, Go! 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 You could hear them all the way downtown. And, and, the, and the saying was downtown, well, I guess Maury's on first. <laughs> and, and, uh, but the opposing dugout is over on the first base side where I was on first, and they used to yell at me, you better not go, you little so-and-so. <laughs> so you know what I did. I'm going for the fans. That was just a little glimpse of Maury's great personality. He was such a great person. He meant so much to everybody that came in contact with him, and he is going to be dearly missed. No doubt about it, Dave. Great work today. Great stuff in between games. We'll hear from Andrew Freeman coming up in about 15 minutes. All right, Dodger fans, want to hear from you now. Three contestants. I need them for the Six Flags Wicked Good Play the Game Contest. 866-987-2570. You predict the player in the inning. The Wicked Good Play will happen, and if you're correct, you're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mount 866-987-2570. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, the night portion of the day-night doubleheader. First pitch is 710. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Game two, this day night doubleheader. Dodgers won the first one six to five with five runs in the eighth inning. Tyler Anderson and Drake Jamison, the pitching matchup tonight. First pitch at 7 10. This <laughs> is the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game. All right, we have our three contestants ready to go. Is this Ryan? Just, who, who's this? Justine? Justine? Justine, go, yeah, go ahead. What's your guess? Freddie Freeman in the third, and a shout-out to the Murray Wills family. Yeah, no doubt about that. Appreciate it. Frank is our next contestant. Frank, what is your guess? Let's go uh, Will Smith in the eighth. Will Smith in the eighth inning. All right, good luck to you, Frank. Our third contestant is Raymond. Raymond, welcome. What's your guess? Yes. 
Mookie Betts in the sixth inning. Mookie Betts in the sixth inning. All right, good luck to all three of our contestants. In the Six Flags Wicked Good Play, the game contest, a world of fear awaits as Six Flags Magic Mountains Fright Fest select nights through Halloween with 14 terrifying haunted houses and dare-to-enter scare zones. Visit SixFlags.com for spooky deals on tickets and passes. Final weeks of the season, October baseball is right around the corner. The Dodgers Road to Blue October. The Dodgers' best team in the National League with 103 wins on the season. The New York Mets have clinched the playoff spot. They've won five in a row. They are 94 and 55, first place in the NL East. The St. Louis Cardinals, first place atop the NL Central at 87 wins. Looking at the wild card race, it's the New York Mets, who are only one game back of the Atlanta Braves. Well, make that the Mets are in first. Braves are the top wild card spot, one game back of the Mets. They keep flip flopping. The Braves, the number one wild card team, followed by the San Diego Padres, have a half game lead on the Philadelphia Phillies, who have the third wild card spot. The Milwaukee Brewers still lingering around two and a half games back in the NL wild card race. The Dodgers are driving towards a blue October, just like Californians are driving to beat COVID-19. Let's continue to stay healthy and strong. Get boosted. Visit myturn.ca.gov to find a booster near you. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with Rick Monday for leading you up to first pitch. Dodgers and Diamondbacks on this Tuesday night. Game two of this day-night doubleheader. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Once again, here's Sabina Mora. That's right, Tim. It is Dodgers game day traffic and some busy traffic on the 101 if you're taking that to the 110. Heading southbound, leaving Hollywood Boulevard and over to Alvarado. There was a car stuck there. It's now out of the way, but still a bit sluggish to the 110 connector. Now north on the 5, better through the City of Commerce, but just before you get to Boyle Heights, it starts to slow up and it'll stay busy all the way through uh, to the 110 connector road or even over to Riverside Drive. We see the brake lights, but no closures due to crashes. That's your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Sabina Mora. Thanks, Sabina. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, the night portion of this day-night doubleheader. First pitch is 7-10. Coming up, we'll get you the keys to the game. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. We'll hear from Andrew Friedman, but first... And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. Rick, that was impressive in the eighth inning of the first game of the doubleheader. A team that really doesn't have a lot to play for, but is playing like they still have something going on. Yeah, there's no question about that. The 44th come from behind victory for this Dodger ball club. They took the early lead, that being in the first inning. But then they didn't play particularly well. They didn't hit particularly well when it was really kind of needed. In fact, the Dodgers were 4 for 18 with runners in scoring position. We marvel at what this club has done. I know a lot of people say, well, you're going to talk about it again? Yes. The answer, yes. They won their 103rd game. So this is a club that you look at. 103-44 and 44 is their record. And for the Diamondbacks, they made a miscue in the eighth inning, and then they walked a couple. And if you make a mistake with this Dodger ball club, you're probably going to have to pay the price. And the price today was a victory. Rick, we finally got to see a little of Miguel Vargas and what he could do in that first game of the doubleheader. He made a great catch in the fifth inning on Cattell Marte. What would you think about him in the outfield? He's still a work in progress and has not been there. Um, he made the one play. You know who the happiest guy in the ballpark probably was? I mentioned during the broadcast. Probably Clayton McCullough, uh, the first base coach. He's probably hit a 1,000 fly balls 
uh, to Vargas and working him out in left field. Also, he's worked out in uh, right field, uh, third base, shortstop, second base. He's really worked hard each and every day. He also, um, he's learning the position and uh, misread one ball that was hit to him, broke back early in the in the ball game too. But, you know, here's a young man, David. There's nothing like being able to come through in the biggest stage you've ever been on. And for Vargas hits in each of the last two ball in the at-bats that he had, including if you look in the eighth inning, the count was 0-2, and, and then he comes on, the game's on the line. It's tied, and he comes up with a big base hit. Uh, in that ninth inning, or should say the bottom of the eighth inning as well. So uh, when you get positive results of young players, this is all about building up confidence and moving forward. And how big was the uh, the confidence booster in the way he played today? Tonight's Dodger game plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. You know, sometimes we forget, you know, we enjoy things here at Dodger Stadium. And uh, if we look back in the history, this is the date if we say 1961. It was actually the last regular season game ever played at the L.A. Coliseum. Who was the pitcher that day? Sandy Koufax. The game went 13 innings. So did Koufax went 13 <laughs> innings on top of it. So uh, you start to think, is it, yeah, we kind of enjoy the scenery here at Dodger Stadium. The Coliseum, built in 1932 for the, the Olympics. The Dodgers uh, had had only one uh, home uh, since moving from Brooklyn. So four seasons at the Coliseum and then moving here to Dodger Stadium. But this was the last regular season game played 1961. The game went 13 innings as the Dodgers won it by a score of 3-2 to two over the Cubs, and Koufax pitched all 13 innings. Rick, before we back out of here, great stories and memories of Maury Wills, who played in the very first game here at Dodger Stadium in 1962. What a special man that meant so much to so many. Well, I, I got to know Maury, and uh, you and I have talked about this many, many times. Every time I spoke to Maury Wills about baseball, in a conversation, just in passing. I would tell Maury and he would blush. But every time I talked to Maury, I learned something about the game of baseball. He saw it from a different aspect because he understood is that once he got to third base, he would break it down. There were nine different ways that he could score from third that you don't have the same ability to score from second, score from first, or if you're the hitter at home plate, he broke it down. Nine different weapons he could use to score a run. The mouse that roared will surely be missed by all of us, but he touched all of us in a very unique way. You're the best, Rick. We'll check in with you and Charlie a little bit later. Hey, nice little day. Hey, double header Ernie with David Bassey. Good day for two. <laughs> Tim, we'll send it back to you in the studio. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's Home, the original pizza, chicken, and mojos. The triple play of flavor on game nine. Feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey's. Still to come here on Dodgers on deck. We're going to dive deeper into this pitching matchup. Rick will be back with Charlie and get you the keys to the game. But up next, in case you missed it, David Vassay and Andrew Freeman on between games on Dodger Talk on AM570 LA Sports. Taking your phone calls, you'll hear from the president of baseball operations next. As we lead you up to Dodgers and Diamondbacks, I'm Tim Cates, the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party of Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800-962-CARS and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. 
Dodgers and Diamondbacks, the night portion of the day-night doubleheader. Dodgers won the day portion, 6-5, to five, scoring five runs in the eighth inning. Ryan Pepio, the win in relief of Michael Grove. Tyler Anderson, Dre Jamison, the pitching matchup tonight. First pitch is 7-10. Opening weekend of Autumn Racing Meet at Santa Anita Park kicks off Friday, September 30th. Watch top horses punch their ticket to the 2022 Breeders' Cup with new events and experiences at the Great Race Place. Tickets at SantaAnita.com slash events. Still to come, Rick and Charlie will get you the keys to the game. We'll also dive deeper into this pitching matchup, but first... David Vasse. And now, what will likely be Vasse fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is high and tight. We are joined by the best in the business, and I literally mean that. Nobody has had as much success as Andrew Friedman has had in his career with the Tampa Bay Rays, and even more now with the Los Angeles Dodgers, the NLS champs again. Andrew, thanks a lot for the time. Thanks for coming by. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. The one thing I just learned in that lead-in is I may need you to be my agent. Yeah, that's that right. Good. I appreciate that. I mean, you are a guy that doesn't look for the attention, but in a city like Los Angeles, you have found a way to just stay in the background and let this team shine that you have put together. Now for the third full season another 100 win team are you able to absorb all this you know in the last couple days i've seen some of the tweets and stuff putting things in context and it's kind of mind-blowing um but we're so mired in what we do and looking forward that i really haven't had the chance to get off the hamster wheel and look back um but what really drives us and motivates us is we hope that when we look back Five, you know, 10 years, 15 years from now that this is, you know, the golden age of Dodger baseball. That's what motivates us, and that's saying a lot. Obviously a very storied franchise, and that's what drives us. feel like that's what our fans deserve, um, and that's what we're motivated by. Honestly, I know you're in it, but I'm, I'm in it, but I, it's my job to put it into context. We already are in unprecedented times when it comes to Dodger baseball, not only in Los Angeles, but in Brooklyn. There has never been a decade of this much sustained success in Dodger history. So I know you're looking for the World Series again this year, but I think we're already in the middle of this uh, golden age of Dodger baseball. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of debate about this, and, you know, we break it down very simply. Our regular season goal is to win the division, Mm -hmm. which then puts us in the best position to accomplish our ultimate goal, which is to win a World Series. If we get to sit out the first round, if we get to host uh, each round at our park with the home field advantage that we have, it increases our chances. So everything for us is about putting us in the best position to win a championship. And ultimately, that's how our fans measure, measure success. And I love that about them. They're passionate, and that's what they want. They want more flags up there, yeah, um, and that's what motivates us as well. Now, I think you know people asked uh, after 2018 if we viewed it as a failure. I can't view losing in the World Series as a failure, or what I'm doing doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I remember in 2016, I asked you as some of your players were starting to get closer to free agency and some of them were starting to age and maybe on the backside of their careers. I remember asking you this, whether or not you believed in windows closing and you said, no, there's never a window that closes and you've proved yourself right because it never seems like the window closes. 
You know, you look at large revenue teams over the last 20, 25 years, and almost all of them have driven off the side of a cliff yeah. and taken years and years to build back. And it's why we try to navigate that really fine line of doing everything we can to win in this current year while maintaining a strong outlook into the future. And you could argue that our next four or five years are set up better than what they were four or five years ago. And so that's what we're looking to continue to be able to do is not just be proud and vested in our current roster, but also be able to say to fans, hey, wait a couple years also, and we're going to be able to inject some really talented players around this core. And they start to make connections with those players. And, yeah. You know, that's kind of the virtuous cycle um, that being a fan is and having a connection to your team. And uh, we've got some really special guys coming as well. Yeah, you're right. Over the years, fans have gotten emotionally attached to certain players that have had and helped this team have a lot of success. How do you detach yourself? Because you're unique. You're in that clubhouse often. You form relationships and trust with players. How do you separate yourself from that emotional attachment? It's hard um, because it's natural. And, you know, the biggest thing for us is to communicate and be honest. Mm -hmm. And even if they don't like having the conversation in that moment, if they don't like what they're hearing, our bet is that when they look back or a month later, six months later, a year later, that a, they feel like they were treated with respect and communicated with and not lied to. Mm. And I also think that spreads around the league. I mean, ultimately, we want to be a destination spot. We want to be the place where our own free agents don't want to leave. And the other 29 teams, those players are yearning to come here. Like, that's the ultimate dream. And that's how you can win multiple championships. And so I think it is about clicking on all cylinders, which is hard. Mm -hmm. And... Our reputation, our connection and appreciation and respect for the players, I think is really important. All right, there's Andrew Freeman with David Vasse earlier between games one and two of this doubleheader. To hear the entire interview and the calls from Dodger fans, check it out on the podcast on the iHeartRadio app under Dodger Talk. So check that out. Great stuff with David Vasse and Andrew Freeman. Dodger fans, when you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles, ranked number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at CHLA. Dot org. Leading you up to first pitch on this Tuesday night, Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Up next, we'll dive deeper into this night portion of the day-night doubleheader pitching matchup. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. Dodgers and Diamondbacks getting ready to go at it. Game two of this day-night doubleheader. Dodgers won the first one 6-5 to five in it. Five-run eighth inning for the Blue to come back and win. Tonight, first pitch at 7-10. And now, before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. New vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving, di- arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. They make it easy. Tyler Anderson on the mound. Proud new papa. Him and his wife just brought in a brand new baby boy a couple of days ago. He's back from the paternity list. 32-year-old left-hander, 15-3, and 262 ER making his 26th start this season. Last time out, seven shutout innings and a win over these same Diamondbacks. He's facing the Diamondbacks for the fourth time this year. He's 3-0 with a sub-1 ERA. He has seen the Diamondbacks 17 times in his career. He's 6-3 with a 481 ERA. Dre Jamison gets the start. 25-year-old right-hander, former first-round pick of the Diamondbacks in 2019, ranked as the Diamondbacks' ninth 
prospect in their organization. Making his second start in the big leagues, his debut, seven shutout innings, five strikeouts in a win over the Padres last week. His fastball, mid to upper 90s. He's got a really good curveball and a slider that generates swing and misses at a high rate. Dre Jamison, Tyler Anderson, the pitching matchup. Dodgers and Diamondbacks were 15 minutes away from first pitch. Keys to the game are next. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Diamondbacks right back at it. Game two of this day-night doubleheader. Dodgers won the first game 6-5. to five. Ryan Pepio, three shutout innings after Michael Grove went five innings. Dodgers scored five runs in the eighth inning to take the lead. Chris Martin closed it out in the ninth inning for win number 103. Tonight, Tyler Anderson, Drake Jamison, the pitching matchup. First pitch at 7-10. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro. Celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles are bus operators. Remember, to thank your driver. First pitch coming up, but before that, final check-in in the booth with Rick and Charlie, guys. Another day, another victory for the Dodgers in the first of the day-night doubleheader, scoring five in the bottom of the eighth, beating the Diamondbacks six to five. And with the win, the Dodgers are now 59 games over 500, 103 and 44, having outscored the opposition by 333 runs. Only the Yankees of 39 and the Yankees of 1927 have had a wider disparity in wins over their opposition. And the Dodgers looking for a sweep in the second game with Tyler Anderson gone against a young fellow we haven't seen before, Dre Jamison. And Tyler Anderson, what a season he's had. He was in insurance policy to begin with, working out of the bullpen. Well, bullpen twice out of necessity. They needed to get him into the starting rotation. He's gone 15 wins, three losses. And the nice thing about him, when he has runners on bases below a 200 average, he's really taking care of business. Good off-speed pitch. He's had very good control as far as the uh, the command of the strike zone. On the mound today, and we'll see how he's going to go. And this is a pitch count. And, and Dave Roberts has the luxury, too, Charlie, is what we've been talking about. The luxury of the fact, look, th- there's no pressure on this ball club, so he can go innings. They don't have to overwork their pitchers. And now already setting up what could be the postseason rotation. What about Dre Jamison? The only thing we know really about him, this is the second start that he's had. He pitched against the Padres, went seven innings, no runs, only two hits, walked one batter, and with runners in scoring position, didn't have that many to begin with, but 0 for 5, and he comes on with a big billboard. He was the number one pick by Arizona in, in the draft just three years ago, so he comes on that fastball. It's a good one. He averages 96 miles an hour on the year. And he's not a very big fella. Stands maybe 5'9". So he's going against Tyler Anderson. Anderson in search of his 16th win of the season. Lineups and first pitch coming up. All right, Dodgers going for the sweep. Looking to make it three straight over the Diamondbacks. They've won 20 of the last 21 at home against the Snakes. Looking to continue to flex their muscles, show their dominance over Arizona, and get to win number 104. Remember, 106 is the franchise record. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, Tyler Anderson will take the mound when we come back. I'm Tim Cates. This has been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody.